It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We're with you until 6 o'clock tonight. As Mr. Honda said in the open, the phone line is open, 356-9397. Matt Daniels, sports editor of the News Gazette, is back. Had a little time off last week, eh? Yeah, doing well. Uh, well rested. Listened to the show last Monday. So uh, glad you guys continued to, to operate and uh, produce the award-winning content that I know you guys do. So uh, good to be back. Good to see Bob again. And You know, uh, it's not illegal to, uh, when you're on vacation... To not listen, you don't have to. No, listen. I know. I checked out pretty much all last week as far as work goes. I tried not to to message uh, anyone too much or call anyone. I, I know they had a lot on their plate. I didn't want to. I didn't want to meddle too much. I do that fifty one weeks out of the year anyway, so I figured they could use a break from me uh, as well. So it was uh, it was nice, uh, well rested, and like all vacations go, they they end too soon. But uh, glad to be back and. Can't wait to hear what witty remarks Bob has to say now. No, I was going to say something nice. Okay. I was ahead. not sure who to text this morning. Okay. And so I texted Colin first and said, hey, are you back? You know, you're still working, run the run mm-hmm. the show. And he's, he said, no, Matt's back. So I texted you right away, and you thankfully texted me back because I wasn't sure what to do. That's all right, So Bob. it was good. We- so I know you were missed. Now, like when Jim leaves, <laughs> I mean, like like if he's gone 50 year, weeks of the year, that'd be great. But you, I want around. Thanks, Bob. Sure. Appreciate the, the, I'm heart, sure Joe the heartfelt are. sentiment. Sure, Scott Ritchie with us as well. How are you doing, young man? Same, same <laughs> as the other. I don't know how many weeks we're up to now, like twenty three or yeah, something. Yeah, who's counting, right? Trying to come up with uh, stuff to talk about, but we have bouncing basketballs today uh, across the country, and including uh, over at Ubbin today with the Illini getting uh, back to work at least, uh, getting started anyway. Yeah, I mean there were actual basketballs involved and you know the most of the team has been back now for you know a little over a month but you know they're after getting out of their initial quarantine um have just been you know doing strength and conditioning workouts with adam fletcher uh so yeah there was you know some individual i think the, the early part of you know this you know Basketball-centric workouts will mostly be you know, individual skill improvement. That's pretty pretty typical for summer anyway. So, but they're shooting and passing and you know actually you know working with the basketball and coaches are in masks, but the players aren't. I think that's been I think from the all the photos I've seen from I think every basketball program in the country that was back in action today tweeted something out. But it seems to be the the consensus is coaches are going to be in masks and the players you know, don't have to be and you know, they'll get to do what they do best yeah it was uh you know Illinois basketball tweeted out some photos and and we got our hands on them too and and we'll have um some in uh tomorrow's paper and throughout the the rest of the week as well but uh you know seeing one of the photos was Orlando Antigua an assistant coach for the Illini and he was throwing a pass while wearing a mask and gloves 
uh, which is an image no one could have foreseen coming four months ago, but that's just kind of become the the, the norm now. And uh, good to see them practicing on and following all the health protocols. And uh, you know, it's never you're never sure where you know who's watching these photos and, and what effect it might have just on on doing the right thing. And the the sooner that everyone starts following health protocols, you know, sports will return and we're going to see some major league baseball later this week i know golf's been back in the swing for about a month or so nascar for a little bit longer but uh you know good to see sports you know in the professional sense and even in the college sense to start to start to come back golf has been a little bit weird i've been, I've been watching uh, some of that on the pga tour mm-hmm. uh, like yesterday when uh, john rom mm-hmm. was walking down number 18 just very odd dead silence usually, yes. usually the crowd's <laughs> there to Jack Nicholas was there to meet him and mm-hmm. to greet him as he always does at the memorial, but uh, that was about it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely weird uh, watching golf, but it's good in the sense too that you know it's nice to just have on and uh, have sports on, and even if you're not focused on it wholeheartedly, it's just in in the background and can serve as a nice little uh, distraction. And uh, sports are going to really ramp up here soon with with Major League Baseball's uh, opening night on on Thursday. And we hope, we hope exactly. <laughs> it's a day by day thing, day by day situation. You're never quite sure uh, what uh, what's going to happen, but. Uh, NBA is supposed to start next week down in uh, Orlando and college football. Who knows? You know what? We don't know a whole lot more than we knew on March the 13th. Mm-hmm. No, that's right true. now. We thought once it got to to mid May and then mid June and mid July, and here we are on July 20th, and the basketballs are bouncing before the footballs are in the football. Uh, players' hands. It's just uh, really interesting, isn't it, Bob? Well, definitely. I've sort of turned the corner on football a bit. I was been kind of hopeful, of course, but I think now I start to see some of these tests come in. The Iowa today has 70 tests, I believe, mm-hmm. and I think one. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign to me. I mean, I think I, you said something earlier, Matt. You said hopefully people will do the right thing. I think sports will lead. I think sports can lead and will lead because people want to have their games back, right? So if everybody sees the Dodgers doing the right thing, wearing masks, doing all the social distancing, then maybe the fans in L.A. will do the same thing. So I think sports can lead. I think in college campuses where there's potential for disaster, I think the sports teams there can lead. I think Illinois, I think the players are going to be careful. I think they'll be told, plus – I'd said this on the – I was on a station today in Columbus. I was moonlighting for, for you guys. And <laughs> I said today, if Nick Saban tells you you're going to wear a mask, I promise you, those guys are wearing masks, okay? So he has the, he has the iron fist. He can make sure you guys are doing this. So I think that is going to be happening across the country. I think Dabba Sweeney is going to do the same thing at Clemson, although apparently not very well the first week or two. But I think they're all going to come around, and I think everybody's going to try to get healthy. And once they're there, then I think you're going to see kind of a lockdown and also guys being extremely cautious. So when they're all home, all back on campus, I think we're, I think we're going to see college football. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think we're going to see college football, and I hope we get through the whole season. That would be a miracle. Well, the Big Ten, of course, is going to play conference games only, and right now Rutgers is on the Illinois schedule an away game, and Rutgers announced today that there will be no fans in Piscataway, New Jersey, for uh, 
that's not much different than I was going to say. Was anyway. <laughs> we were all like <laughs> waiting they're, they're to be the dead. first to make the joke. And, like, <laughs> anyway. I didn't want to rub salt in the wound, but you know, the last time I was in New Jersey, uh, weren't a lot of people there. No, nope. the but people are fired up now with uh, with uh, what's Giano back. I think somewhat fired up because last time they weren't any good. He was the coach, so I think there's going to be some bump there. But again, not that big of a deal not to have fans in the Rutgers. I've been to Rutgers way too many times <laughs> in their short history. I was there twice, I think, before they were in the Big Ten and three or four times since they've been in the Big Ten. It's not a fun trip. and uh, but they're on the schedule, which we don't know. Yes, you're right. Yeah, Big Ten should just say, let's start over, and Rutgers could be that – would, that would be unfortunate for Illinois because I think about Illinois, I wrote this last week, you want Rutgers, you want Maryland, you want uh, – not sure who else, Michigan State certainly – one through those three cross conference, and maybe I don't know two games against against who. I'm not sure who you want. I still like Matt's idea. Yeah, me too. The round robin. Round robin conference. Well, it just seems to make the most sense. It, but again, again though, it, it it it's all dependent on how many games they can get in. Because let's say the season starts the first weekend of September that that Saturday, September fifth, and then if you want to end the season before Thanksgiving, which it seems a lot of that seems to be the trend in, in college sports right now is based on the direction that a lot of universities are going through, uh, across the country is they don't want students in person after Thanksgiving. So right. that's kind of the end of the semester. Well, if that same model holds true to college football, then a 12 game regular season may not happen. Then you may just do 10 games yeah, yeah. where you have, you know, five right from the get go and then have everyone kind of maybe take a week off and then play five more after that 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 may be a direction that the the big 10 decides to go again if they can have uh, a full season but to me just going back to when this all started just decreasing travel and also to another aspect is decreasing expenses as well because it certainly would cost less to mm-hmm. get on a bus to go to Iowa or Wisconsin for Illinois than to get on a plane and fly to New Jersey and all the right. expenses that you know incurred. I mean, you can drive to New Jersey. You can. Scott done has it. done it. Bob, done Bob done, done it. it. I did it in February. It. Lauren Tate did it one time. No, that was Penn State. Yeah. When, when he He'll got, never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt and I have driven to Penn he State. He crawled out yeah. of the car at the end of the... Yeah, that's true. I've, I've driven to, to State College twice. and uh, It's not a fun drive per se, but... He, he, 10, 11 hours. And I think, too, you know, college athletics, you know, for the better part of, you know, the last two, three decades, it seems that they've just really it's, – it, it is. It's, in essence, just a minor league for pro sports in terms of college football and college basketball. And the way that teams have gotten used to traveling has right. also increased with that. And I think maybe you're going to see kind of a more of a return to – longer bus trips for for a lot of schools and and not this kind of i wouldn't say it's a privileged lifestyle by any means but they're staying in fancy hotels they're getting served the best kind of meals they can have i mean all the players are treated like like royalty and that's not to say that was a bad thing but in terms of everything that's gone on in the country right now with the pandemic and college athletics taking a huge financial hit and and budgets having to be reassessed I, i can imagine that a lot of schools even inside the Power Five conferences, are going to have to reassess how they how they go about their expenses. Back to the Red Roof. No offense to them, but back to the Red Roof. I stayed back there. Back to most <clears throat> I've, I've stayed at the Red Roof before. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, you can still you stay do. at a Marriott property and not spend. Yeah, of big course. bucks. Exactly. That's right. Like I do. 
He's we've, a Marriott Points member, by the way. We've got you the uh, phone lines open, 356-9397, if you'd like to join us. If, if you, you know, the Big Ten covers 11 states, mm-hmm. so that's part of the difficulty yes. in, in trying to regionalize mm-hmm. it. But if you did that with Illinois, it's pretty easy. You take out Rutgers, you take out Penn State, you take out Maryland mm-hmm. if you're going to play the 10 games. The 10 games, and yeah. you still have some potential long trips there, but... They yeah, but they're, 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 they're manageable. They're, they're feasible. Um, How long a drive is it to Lincoln? About eight hours. Is yeah, it? maybe eight, nine hours. Yeah, eight and a half. Eight and a half or yeah, so. Not a bad drive. Depends, you could bus there. Depends Why? how much you want to stop uh, along the way at a, a ride made, a made right restaurant like Bob always that place likes is to do gone. in, that place in is Iowa. Good dead, so oh, unfortunately, well, I'm sorry, Bob. No, it's kind of sad. The the road trips with Bob are almost cultural experiences in and of themselves. Food related mostly. Yes, it's got to get stopping good food. But you're right, Steve. Uh, there's none of these trips that are, you know, if you think about it, you're trying to save some money. I promise it's, you know, what a third as much to take a bus as fly. So it's not even close. Well, not, and even just going off of uh, breaking off of uh, sports and at the U of I level, aside from football, you think of volleyball. That's kind of the premier second sport in the fall, and then soccer. Right. What are they going to do in terms of Big Ten matches only? That, to me, seems more likely to Illinois volleyball doesn't play at Rutgers or at Maryland right. or at Penn State and bus everywhere and vice versa. So teams aren't getting on commercial flights because those don't, those don't have private charters like they do for football or basketball at all. So it's going to be, it's going to be, be some very interesting situations and decisions that they're going to have to make. And they have to make them pretty soon. If, if the season's going to start on, on time as, as scheduled. Volleyball does occasionally, occasionally charter flights true. Uh, in big 10 play. And they can do like maybe a double header. So go out East, play one match, take it off, play another match, which I think they're doing now, right? They play, you know, they go play, yeah. do a Maryland. Well, maybe or you send your volleyball and soccer team together. Or you, there you go. or you send three or four volleyball teams to one site. Mm-hmm. You could do that. And play, you know, Friday, Saturday. Right. Yeah. Definitely could do that. Make a lot of sense for everybody. I think they're all, honestly, given the financial crunch, they're all the schools are going to be under. They're going to look for every way possible to save money. So I don't think anybody's going to complain. I think the athletes won't complain. They won't be happy if they have to take a bus to Lincoln. I'm sure they'll be unhappy, but they'll get over it once they get the game. And I think everybody's going to have to kind of change their attitude about what's important and what's not important. And the main thing is the competition as opposed to the perks. The perks kind of have to be very minor in terms of what you think of it, I think. So how has your opinion changed on whether or not uh, you said you were optimistic at the moment? How has that changed has it gone up and down in the last uh, goes up three and down every day? Yeah, it really does because you just see something negative, whether it be the the, the concern here now. And you, I think Steve, you mentioned maybe Matt did too. There's 11 states, Big Ten, 11 states. That's a lot. That's a vast array of people. I think the people in Iowa, for instance, I look the case gun all the time. It's up there. It's not doing well. I think uh, different states have different rules. I think Illinois has got rules that are actually working pretty well. But the other states, not so much. So that's a concern. So when I see those numbers, I get worried. But I think that's a long ways away. So I think a month from now, I, th- I believe, that I think we everybody's been scared a little bit more. So I think in a month, it's going to look better. So I think that'll, I have an optimistic feeling that people are going to start doing the right thing. And I think the governors and states are going to help. They're going to say, hey, 
want to have football, then you might want to pay attention here. Might want to do the right thing. And I think people are going to be in tune to that again. I wish Nick Saban had gone on there and the SEC and say, hey, everybody, we're going to play this year. Why don't you wear a mask for a couple, couple of months until we get a vaccine? Will everything be fine? So, I appreciate your optimism. I'm not sure I'm, I'm totally in your corner. Well, I think it just kind of. I think it kind of fluctuates. You sure, know, it does. every day, yeah. uh, even hour by hour. I think if you would have sat here, you know, four or five weeks ago, I think we're all feeling pretty confident and, and optimistic that there's going to be a college football season played. That they're going to Illinois was going to have all 12 games on their schedule, and then we started to see the the numbers for the virus start to to spike back up, and and then that led to to more restrictions and. Uh, just so much more uncertainty that that's going on right now and uh you know we'd all love to have a college football season right now we'd all love to know what the schedule is going to be uh for illinois and, and every other college football team in, in the country and how that's going to work but uh you know we we don't know uh any of those details hopefully we know them them sooner rather than later because you know as we were talking before we came on air you know illinois is supposed to have training camp in, in two weeks or so at least that's usually where it falls on the calendar kind of that first week in august and that's two weeks away, and we don't know what's going on. I've got a feeling we'll know what the schedule looks like maybe by the end of this week. Maybe. And um, get some idea. And I think it'll be interesting once baseball gets started on Thursday mm-hmm. and when teams start traveling. Yes. To see how that plays in. I think that might give us some indication. Uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. They're going to travel by charter. I, know, I understand. That'll, that'll help. I mean, that'll help, but the colleges can do that too. So I think – Baseball, when I say baseball on the field playing on Thursday, Friday, I think everybody's going to feel like, wow, that's great. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be really – and the golf has helped some. Some of the other sports have helped some. But I think baseball will get us – the team sport. You know, guys, there's some contact, obviously not as much as football. One thing I saw interesting last week was this idea of a mask that will help – kind of help with this thing. Somebody – Shot at one of those great companies is developing a mask, which to me like is like no kidding. Why wasn't that thought? Maybe was thought of right away. But if you could do something like that in football, it make everybody feel a whole lot better. So the rare thing people are going to be wearing their humbucks all the time, but that's okay. Anything, anything that will help people should do, and they will. We've got the phone lines open three five six nine three nine seven. This is Monday Night Sports Talk on uh, WDWS Champaign Urbana. We'll take a time out and be back with more. Feel free to join us if you'd like. And we're back after this. 5.32 on Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly along with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. All in the studio tonight. Phone line is open, 356-9397. Some other football news earlier today. Jake Hansen, linebacker, named to the Butkus Award watch list. It's always good Bob, to have an Illinois linebacker on the watch list for the Butkus Award. Kind of makes some sense. It should be mandatory, shouldn't it? <laughs> Probably. It should be a rule. Uh, last year, Daley Harding got robbed. Should definitely be on that. He should have been a semifinalist, maybe a finalist. Certainly a semifinalist. He got robbed. Jake Hansen made the list. Then his injury was late in the year. Cost him a chance to move on. But it's fine. Yeah, there should be a player from Illinois on, the, on that every year or every, almost every other year. And Phil Steele had uh, some... Preseason All Big Ten uh, picks in uh, his magazine that I we talked a little bit about on Saturday, but uh, Blake Hayes was his right. third team All American punter. Pretty good deal. He would, I think, he'll be have a great chance to win the right guy. Uh, that sounds crazy, but well, again, if the, if the games are played, because his average has climbed every year, 
he's got a chance. He's close. I, I think a tenth of a point behind, tenth of the yard behind Steve Weatherford, all-time career average. So he should be a career record holder when he leaves here. So if he has the kind of year I think he'll have, he could be the big guy. He could win the next individual award, which I think would be cool. I love punters and kickers, so I'm weird like that. But, uh, I again, a great guy, great story, so pretty easy to vote for him. He all have a monster year, I believe. So. Punters and kickers don't often get drafted, do they? No, they, not they, a lot. They know about them, and they, they know how to get a hold right. of them. But he'll certainly have a chance to play the next level. I would, you he's, would think so. You, would th- you like his size. Obviously, his leg is great, but he's a big guy. So a lot of the positives for him. Plus, he's a great personality. A lot of the, they want guys that will listen to it. They think he's that guy. So I think he's got a chance. But you mentioned Phil Steele. I actually just got the book, that book in the mail a couple of days ago. And I looked for it through it. And it's crazy how much stuff is there. It's, it's really, really good. And I looked, kind of read the Illinois section. And everything that I know to be true, Phil Steele knew to be true, and maybe even some more. So that's a pretty good sign. It's really difficult in these times to, uh, to. I think it's difficult every year to write those kind of preseason oh. magazines. And you, I know you both. You guys have done it, Matt. You've probably done it over over time. But uh, even in a normal year, you're writing it so you're soon. Guessing. And uh, now with the transfer portal the way it is and everybody moving around, it's got to be tough. Yeah, I mean, and, and spring football practices are, are vital in, in terms of writing those, those types of stories. You know, I, I know I remember trips with Bob, uh, you know, at, at various Illinois pra- spring practices when they used to go to some high schools across the state and and conduct a workout. We'd come back and, and we'd kind of just talk about the, the two deep and three deep right. and, and in terms of helping out as best projecting as best you can that uh, which is difficult in and of itself and then you turn around and three and a half months later training camp starts and completely different and then there's a new guy that just kind of pops out of nowhere at, at a position of need and, and he kind of fills that void so uh, always intriguing to to see uh, what those are and just those roundups and, and write-ups and synopsises but uh, again they're pretty much moot at times again and Stephen, you and i have had this conversation too in the past and when when conference media days were a thing unlike the year 2020 when they're they're not a thing they're at all they're supposed to be this week exactly <laughs> wow. uh, we always, we always talked about how it's great to hear from the coaches and players and everything like that but it's all out of outdated by about a week or so after going to those events exactly I mean, after going to those events and uh yeah I, kind of do miss you know pj fleck getting all energized at eight o'clock in the morning right now though and they all had not seen their teams yet exactly they're all they're all fresh off uh you know vacations because this time of year is when early to mid july is when a lot of college football coaches usually take a couple weeks off because when they get back here that's when when media days usually roll around and then training camp start and practices but but Obviously one thing you can always team. count on, they were all excited to be there <laughs> and ready to go. Right, Each Scott? and every last one of them. <laughs> I mean, just if you just look at Elma football last season, uh, Devin Weatherspoon wasn't mentioned in any of the preseason magazines mm-hmm. or at media day or the first day of training camp because he showed up, I think, like two days in. <laughs> right. Uh, and turns out, you know, he was one of the few freshmen that played the full, whole season, made the game-saving tackle against Wisconsin, and nobody knew who he was in July. So it's – that's more prevalent now than it, than it's ever been, and that's a freshman. But same would apply for you know a transfer. That I mean, I think all of, you know Illinois transfers last came last summer, and a lot. I mean, a lot of those Late. preseason Some magazines. Yeah. Brandon Peters then transferred to mid June. 
Illinois got another transfer today. They did. A wide receiver, Kamari Thompson from Missouri. Didn't play down at Missouri. Well, he played in – appeared 18. in three games as a true freshman, but didn't – I think he had a, a tackle okay. on special teams. All right. right. Uh, then didn't play at all last year. Ran more track than played football uh, at Missouri, but uh, certainly has speed at the wide receiver position, and that's something – I mean, if you look at the way Lovey Smith has recruited, it's – speed guys almost exclusively so uh, he won't play in 2020 unless he gets a waiver so uh, you know, that's a, a future piece and I mean Illinois is going to need some some wide receivers in 2021 when guys like Teron Sidney, Ricky Smalling are all gone. What that's the seventh transfer? Yeah seven I mean eight if you want to so count far. Christian Bell. Eight if you count Christian Bell but he'd decommitted and went elsewhere without playing it down at Illinois yeah, without ever making a visit either so but if, who needs those <laughs> anymore you can commit where you want um yeah so seven and uh five of them are grad transfers though so we'll be or four I wrote this earlier the majority of them yeah more than 50 percent are grad transfers and will be eligible you know another thing that uh, is affecting how you cover games if there are games <laughs> and uh in this pandemic it'll it'll be a change there as kent was on with this ken brown we talked a little bit about that they're trying to keep uh, the sidelines as clear as possible so uh the, the reporters who uh late in the fourth quarter go down to mm-hmm. to go down to the post uh, game press conferences will not they'll stay up and uh, they'll zoom it or something the lovey press conference and player Conversations. There won't be any more of the group uh, one on uh, or ten on ones or yeah. <laughs> how, fifteen on ones or however you want to look at it. So that's going to change a lot too. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know an interesting situation. Uh, you know, we kind of got a a little glimpse of it. Scott did at least. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago with the basketball tournament uh, out in Columbus, Ohio, and, and the House of Pain and. Uh, those <clears throat> the, they were great uh, about uh, their their media coverage and, and helping us out uh, via remotely. Uh, you know, we had about eighty or ninety photos available from every game out there. They were really good photos too. And then they set up Zoom calls after the game. And, and Scott, you can talk more about that because you were actually on them at all. But I think that's going to be the norm uh, for right now. And and how that affects, we'll still have comprehensive coverage in the news Gazette and on these airwaves too. We just have to adapt and, and adjust and, and be creative. I mean, heck we're in what day, like 130 or so without any live team sports really. And, and, you know, we still put out a paper every single day, a sports section, a standalone sports section and, at that. So it's, uh, it's been challenging. It's just to say the least, but, uh, you know, we, we still are, are doing it and uh, again once Illinois football rolls around you know we'll still have our usual assortment of, of comprehensive coverage that we do it'll just be accumulated in a, a different manner than, than what we're used to. Did that work pretty well uh, the way they at the, at the basketball tournament the way they got the uh, the interviews and press post-game stuff out? Yeah it did and it because there's I think two different ways you can use zoom and one is kind of the one where you see it's everybody's face and mm-hmm. uh what they used was kind of a different form of it where um, obviously I could see the players at the table and and Michael Tulip, the coach and the post-game press conference, but they couldn't, didn't see me. And then you have to, there's like a a raise hand feature where you just click the button that says raise hand. And then uh, 
the TBT media person at the other end would you know, just say, okay, we've got Scott Richard from the News Gazette up next, and then I they'd unmute me, so everyone is muted, which is a good thing. But then I'd ask my question, or two or three, and then you know, I'd always raise my hand later. So mm-hmm. it went pretty effectively, because there, were, there weren't a ton of media on those. I mean, I think the most was probably four or five for, for one of those games. But, uh, I mean, it worked. It was different, but got the job done. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's always, you know, covering college football uh, for four seasons like I did. And, Bob, you can speak to this longer because you've been on the beat for 30-some years. But it, it's always interesting after a game, like an Illinois game, where Lovey Smith would talk, and then they bring the players out one by one, and then it's just kind of you grab them, and, and everyone just kind of pounces on someone at, at the beginning. Uh, right. So you get about – 10, 15, 20 people all crowded around one player and you're trying to not jostle for position, I want to say, but you're trying to make sure you get your question that you have answered and then everyone else will chime in and then it's on to the next one too. So how you kind of go about navigating that has always been interesting because sometimes you rarely get kind of a one-on-one interview with with the player, but maybe if this new Zoom setup works, it'll you know be a more productive way uh, i think because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a mad dash it's like you're going into the store trying to get your last the last <laughs> loaf of bread and there's 20 people going after it at the same time toilet paper uh, uh, not anymore hopefully well, that's a good point we're going to miss what i'm going to miss more than anything and i've thought about this a lot would you get most of your information information from from athletes is when you talk away from the Post game, mm-hmm. so you get them on. Maybe I do a story on a guy, talk to him for a Q and A or something like that, and then afterward, I'm able to ask him some four or five questions about how life's going or whatever. That's when you get to know that guys. So without that, it's going to be a hindrance. I think it's going to strain the relationship some between reporters and the subjects, the coaches and players. But I also am hopeful that this is not going to be forever. Well, you don't want to be. Right now, at least, in those groups. No, you can't, don't. In fact, the last time Scott and I were both there, right before the tournament got right. shuttered, and yeah, you might have been there too, yep. Steve, we were up in Ubbin, and I, you know, we were lucky, I think, to escape whatever was going on there. And I, obviously nobody was sick, but it was scary. And I was trying to stay away from people while I interviewed them close. Like you said, everybody gathers around one guy. It's really hard. So yeah. luckily, hopefully... It'll all be smooth. I think it'll be more time efficient, like Matt said. So the post game, we should be able. I should get my stories done quicker, so that'll be good. You heard that here first, I folks. Will. Bob said right. he'll get his stories done quicker. Five forty-five is the time. Monday night sports talk. We'll take a timeout. We still have uh, time for your calls if you'd like to join us. Three five six nine three nine seven here on DWS. Back with more after this. Five forty-eight here on DWS Monday Night Sports Talk with you until six three five six nine three nine seven is the number. Are you ready for some baseball, guys? I think so. I'm ready. It'll be. It, I, I've tried watching some of uh, you know the Cardinals have inter- had inter squad workouts. I've tried watching that online a little bit. It's, I did it's too. Odd. Oh. Uh, some of the car the Cubs White Sox had an exhibition uh, last night. They're supposed to play again tonight, so that that's weird. Just watching it with no fans. It in, was in odd from a Cardinal standpoint, just in Cardinal fan standpoint. Maybe it wasn't odd, but maybe it's a sign of what's to come. The pitching looked really good, and the, <laughs> and the hitting looked terrible. So I don't know if that's good news, bad news, or both. But uh, 
it is interesting uh, to see it going. Uh, the Cubs and the White Sox are playing again, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, tonight on the south side. Cardinals are going to play an exhibition game Wednesday, Wednesday against mm-hmm. Kansas City. And then uh, they open, both the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the White Sox open on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Cardinals uh, playing Pittsburgh. Cubs are playing Milwaukee. The White Sox playing Minnesota. All those games are home games for those teams. The Braves open with the Mets, I believe. Correct. Cobra's Freddie Freeman is back, so I'm, I'm happy. That was an interesting uh, story I read about his oh uh, ordeal Oof. With, with the virus. Scary. I mean, that should scare everyone. There's a guy, 30-year-old, perfectly healthy, has 140-degree fever, and plays to God. Please, don't, don't take me now. Okay. And I love Freddie, so I'm kind of biased here. But that should tell everybody, please take this thing seriously because he almost killed one of my best players. So... Are you more of a Freddie Freeman fan or a Fred McGriff fan? I love both of them, but I think Freddie Freeman's current, so I like him a lot. Uh, Hank Aaron is obviously no. Nobody, I would say, I'm just talking first baseman. Oh with yeah, Braves. A lot of I like Wayne, I like Fred McGriff from his, his Tommy Mansky uh, days as a the crime dog, the crime dog, but also as a baseball instructor with the oh, Tommy yeah. Mansky videos. Kids, go go YouTube that if you haven't. How are you yeah, feeling? Or Google Fred McGriff because you probably have <laughs> that too. Ask your folks how you doing. How you feeling, Scott, about start of baseball? I mean, I'm probably more interested in baseball now that it we haven't had it, you know, the, all of this year than I would have been maybe in a normal year. Just because eh, baseball has fallen off a little bit for me. Maybe it's because the Cardinals haven't been quite as good or as good as I want them to be. So. We'll see what. Uh, well, and it's college basketball, three hundred sixty-five days a year in your brain. So yeah, that, that does take up a lot of space up there. But uh, I mean, I'm excited to see if Dylan Carlson might be, you know, potential rookie of the year in the National well, League. Well, they're going to have to give him the chance to make the roster first. Uh, well, I think. I mean, let's just pull the trigger, boys, and put him on the team because he I agree. could be, you know, one of their better players. Um, I did enjoy last night where Cubs Twitter was falling apart over an exhibition game. <laughs> It was the end of the world that they lost to the White Sox. So that that was exciting for me. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's one more go around for Adam Wainwright. I mean, this could be his last year. Uh, I mean, uh, Adam, Don't talk about him. It was a great he was, trade. We stolen, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and then, you know, Yadier Molina is, he's gotten to the point where he said to me he won't finish his career with the Cardinals. So, I mean, this is the last year for those two probably. So, I'm going to enjoy the the two throwbacks to the, the good old days. Well, they're smart. Uh they won't let Molina go. He's True. 38. I get that. <clears throat> and he doesn't want to. He still thinks he can play, and he's he can. Proven he can still play. Yep. And have you seen him? He's he is really lean, and he he tends to gain a little weight during the season. But he came in in really great shape, and uh, so yeah, he's still a key guy. There. Well, and it's gonna be interesting with him too because the conversation around him before the pandemic hit was how much do you play him in 2020 given yeah. his age given his durability and, and you want to make sure he's at the the top of his game and now the question still remains how, how much do you play him though do you do you do you take him out it's a 60 game sprint and don't take him out no every could, game i mean 60 games out. is not quite a third of mm-hmm. a regular season i think he can stay healthy for 60 games it's true yeah we'll see First play i'm just glad we're having these school. conversations that's all yeah, and this time next week we'll be talking about a couple of games it's fine. in it, the books. We can look at the standings at least, and the standings mean more this season probably than, than any other season. One thing I worry about for tomorrow, a marquee is a, is a problem locally. Not for everybody. 
If you have Direct TV, thank you. You're fine. But if you have Comcast, you got a problem. If you have uh, Medicom, you have a problem. If you have Dish, you have a problem. They're not gonna be right now. They're not on there. Now it could be negotiating or whatever that is. But the Cubs are going to be people love the Cubs, and so they want to watch. Not you guys, of course. None of you guys love the Cubs, but some people do. They're they're out of luck. Now I'm going to offer my house. Want to come wherever? Get a social distance and wear masks. But you can come to my house, Cubs fans, watch games because I have DirecTV. Actually, I've never turned the game to Cubs game. Never mind. It's a lie. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I feel like they had four months to figure this out. Right, crazy. But got they always delayed, do. So. They always go down to the wire on those things. And well, I'm just glad that they actually have their own station now instead of trying to figure out of the seven different channels locally that, that Cubs games were going to be on. Right. Uh, so now when I get angry phone calls about why the Cubs aren't on TV, I'll just say, well, call your Call your cable company upgrade because it's not it's not our fault. But good luck with that call because you may never get in. That's true. I tried to call it one day and I think I'm still on hold. That was seven hours ago. One other uh, basketball note we mentioned earlier that uh, the basketballs were bouncing around the country uh, with the start of workouts, including here in Champaign. But Stadium.com came up with a preseason top 50. I guess they were sitting around with. Not much to do. So like a lot of sports media these last they four had Baylor, months. They had Baylor number one. They were and, number one for a lot of last yep, year. And Villanova number two and Gonzaga number three. It's like they read Scott Ritchie's rankings. Yep, and then I'm going to give well, you They their, would have had Villanova number one. All right, if you want to be very specific, Scott. And here's how they had the Big Ten teams ranked, kind of in clusters through this. Iowa four, Wisconsin five, Michigan State six, hmm. Ohio State 32nd. Indiana 33rd, Purdue 34th, Illinois 36th, and Michigan 44th. There it is. Put it on the bulletin board, Brad Underwood. What about Rutgers? I thought I saw Rutgers on their ranking. I, well. Well, I, I might have skipped past them. The, they, the team, they probably were. The You're team right. that Illinois beat in its final basketball game in convincing, or not convincing fashion, but in dramatic fashion is ranked fourth in the country, I, and Illinois is 36th according to the stadium. Well, and – all the motivation that Iowa team is going to look significantly different if Luca Garza doesn't come back. He's coming back. I mean, he should, but he hasn't decided yet. So who knows? Two weeks but, from today, right? Yeah, August third. Um, yeah. I'd say all the what Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State, four, five, six, probably a little high for all three of them. Yeah. Um, Illinois, I, I understand that because there's you know uncertainty with Iowa Sumu, who's probably not coming back, but still could, and Kofi Coburn, who. Probably should come back, but we don't know. Um, so that, that changes the dynamic for that team. So I think that's probably not a terrible spot for them to be in. But, right. Um, yeah, Baylor, though, not only going to be good this season, but uh, just killing it on the recruiting trail right now. In the last week plus, they've gotten commitments from – these are also Illinois targets, so it's the reason their names pop to me. But Langston Love, who's a, about the highest-ranked four-star in the country, just shy of five-star territory, and then – He's a guard out of Texas. And then Kendall Brown, uh, five-star wing, top 12, I think, in the country, uh, just committed today. So uh, Scott Drew, uh, good coach and good recruiter, it turns out. 5.56, need to take one final break, and we'll be back with some final words. Stay with us. Well, that wraps up uh, this Monday night edition of Sports Talk. Matt Daniels, thank you. What's, uh, what's coming up in the paper this week? 
I got uh, a lot of stories. Uh, Scott Ritchie's going to write before he goes on vacation next week. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be on Bob to uh, up his columns to two a day. Are you good with that, Bob? Sure. Okay, why not? Sure. Got uh, some golf coverage tomorrow, local Illinois and high school, and then also some updates on uh, Illinois athletics from uh, from last week's webinar with Josh Whitten. All right, gentlemen. Scott, if I don't see you, enjoy your time off next week. Make sure you take it. Oh, I'm going to take don't it. Don't get talked out. Get a haircut, Scott. Maybe. I told Matt haircut. earlier today that you like, look like Bob I might Ross. come back in August. All right. He looks like Bob Ross. <laughs> Appreciate you listening on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good night, everybody.